Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Miguel here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to Strategy Rewind Podcast, where we talk about strategies and tactics for a breakthrough moment. I'm really excited about today's topic, as we'll be talking about confidence, specifically how to develop self-confidence. We'll talk about the strategies that you need in order to be able to develop self-confidence. But before we jump into that, I want to give a huge shout out to today's show sponsor, United Marriage Encounter. United Marriage is a organization that focuses on providing practical yet powerful strategies for communication within a one-man, one-woman marriage. And I'm telling you, they host awesome events. Most recently, they hosted an event here in upstate New York called The Drift. The Drift focused on how to combat those moments where you feel like you and your spouse are drifting away emotionally, where you're drifting away on what the idea economically is for your household, where you find yourself bringing on board ideas, concepts that may not be beneficial. How do you fight that drift? And I'm going to tell you, it was a powerful, powerful event. So I want to encourage you to head over to unitedmarriage.com. That's unitedmarriage.com or just click on the link in the show notes because there you can be able to check out the next events happening that, well, may be happening in your neck of the woods. There's also a massive event called the United Marriage Encounter, which takes place over a weekend where they provide powerful strategies for communication. I mean, you walk in through the door and initially there's this meet and greet, but the whole weekend after that is about you and your spouse and making sure you and your spouse have the necessary strategies to have powerful communication, to have a powerful communication. And really communication is a skill that we can always keep sharpening. UnitedMarriage.com is the website and United Marriage Encounter is the organization. Such, such amazing organization. But let's get to the get. Today, we're talking about self-confidence. Oftentimes, we have difficulty on developing self-confidence. And so the question is, how do I develop it? Confidence is a comfort in your abilities and knowing what you're able to do. And oftentimes, we have allowed doubt to creep into our lives, rather because of other individuals or because of our previous and past experience. Oftentimes, we carry the shame and burden of past experiences, and that doesn't allow us to move forward and build on the skills that we possess. And in some instances, we allow other individuals to take their fears and cast it onto us, only creating a barrier from the greatness that we'd like to actually exercise and where we are right now. So how do we do it? How do we break beyond the barrier and how do we develop self-confidence? Well, number one, in order for you to develop self-confidence, you have to picture yourself being successful. And this is challenging. In my own life, when I try to exercise visualization and the power of visualizing in my own life, I have found that it's easy for me to visualize what I've already done, but it's more challenging to visualize something I have never done. For example, if you have already ridden a bicycle, it's very easy for me to say to you, picture yourself riding a bicycle right now on a nice sunny day. And your mind will easily picture that. You can see it. You can smell that moment. You can feel the wind and and you can get there very easily. 
But if I tell you, picture yourself being in stage in front of thousands of people presenting a powerful and effective and impactful message, well, right now your knees may begin to buckle or it may be difficult for you to visualize it if you've never done it. And so we would then have to look at someone who has. Look at someone who has done it. Look at the way they have done it and the way they're doing it and visualize yourself doing that same activity, using them as a point of reference, not to be like them, but to be able to do the activity that they've done. So if my intention is to indeed, in this example, stand before an audience and captivate them with the stories I tell, you may want to watch a couple of TED Talks because by doing this, you can begin to see other individuals doing it. And there may be one in particular that calls your attention. Or maybe you visit the church and you listen to the preacher and the pastor and the way that they communicate the message. Maybe that calls your attention. Or maybe you go to a mastermind and maybe that calls your attention, a particular speaker and the way they deliver the message. And now you have a point of reference in the way that that individual stands in the stage and commands attention. I want to be able to do that. And you begin to visualize yourself doing that activity. You have to visualize yourself. You have to see yourself being victorious. You have to see yourself being successful in that particular thing you'd like to accomplish. So if you have a lack of confidence going into a conversation, see yourself coming out of that conversation with making all of the points you want to make. If you have a, a particular reservations or doubt on how an event is going to come out, see yourself going through that event and how it will be the most powerful, the most impactful, the most transformational event ever. By being able to see yourself in that moment, you can actually begin to muster up the strength of how it'll be on the journey. And of course, as we have addressed before on this podcast, that you can make an assumption, but if you make an assumption, assumption is to jump to a conclusion with little to no evidence. And so if you're going to assume anything, why not assume something that is beneficial for you? Why not assume something that's going to help you? That's actually a point that Adrian Moreno made on episode 32, where we spoke about the power of visualization. So again, number one, you want to picture yourself being successful. Number two, you have to really determine, do you have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset? A fixed mindset says things are the way they are and they will never change. I don't know how to do X, Y, Z. And because of that, I'll never be able to learn how to do it. A fixed mindset only thinks that things are the way they are and they will never change. That's it. It's fixed in place. I can never do anything to change. I'm five foot five. That's it. I'm not changing it. I can't ride a bicycle. That's it. I'll never be able to change it. And of course, you're five foot five. Okay, fine. That may be fixed. But with a reference to be able to learn how to ride a bicycle, you can learn how to do it. And you may at the moment say, no, I can't. And that can't is actually part of a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset says things are the way they are, but a growth mindset. Well, a growth mindset says, you know, I may not know how to do it right now, but give me a few minutes, give me a few days, give me a few weeks and watch me do it to the best of my ability. 
That's what a growth mindset does. A growth mindset looks at the possibilities and says, I know I can do it. This is why it's important to start visualizing and actually see yourself there. Again, a growth mindset says it's possible. A fixed mindset says things are the way they are and it'll never change. And this is not a healthy mindset. It's definitely not a mindset that's going to help you obtain self-confidence. Because if things are the way they are and they're never going to change, that's not really, that's not really going to lead to you living your best life. And so if there are individuals beside you that right now are thinking that way, that they are telling you you're not going to be able to do it, you don't have the capacity, you don't have the ability, these are individuals that are naysayers and these are individuals that are casting their own fears onto you. These are people with fixed mindsets, and these are individuals that you're going to have to fight against the current. You're going to have to find other voices that say you can do it. You are able. You are capable. I'm telling you, just go ahead and turn the volume all the way up. Listen to me. You are more than capable. You are more than able. You have a God-given talent. You are called to shine, and you are called to impact the world. I mean, turn up the volume all the way up and go ahead and rewind it 30 seconds ago because it's important that you understand this message that you can and you will grow. Those individuals with a fixed mindset are the individuals we have to be careful for. We have to be careful of these individuals because a fixed mindset says it's not possible, it won't happen, nothing is going to change. Precisely, this is the thing about optimism and being a pessimistic. A pessimistic says it ain't going to happen. There's no reason for me to fight because even if I fight, nothing's going to happen. An optimistic says, oh, there's no need for me to fight because it's all going to work out. That's the thing. A pessimistic says, I'm not going to fight because things are the way they are. And an optimistic says, I'm not going to fight because it's going to work out. The truth of the matter is, as Dennis Prager says, it's not about are you an optimistic or a pessimistic. It's about can you do the work? And if you can do the work, then do the work. And I believe you can do the work. You can do the work in yourself. You can do the work in the community that you're in. You can do the work to leave an impact. Number one, begin to see yourself being successful. Number two, begin to advance that growth mindset. And you say, Miguel, how do I do that? How do I work on a growth mindset? It's important the things that you read, the things that you hear, the things that you see are all things that are feeding into a world of possibility where you can have an impact. So if you're listening to negativity, that's only going to feed into that fixed mindset that things are the way they are and they'll never change when in fact they will change and you may be the one who provokes it. Now, the last thing here that we need to do in order to be able to develop self-confidence is we cannot flee from failure. Don't flee from failure. Now, this doesn't mean that we are trying to purposely run into failure, that's never the goal. The goal is to continuously grow and continuously strive to be the best we can be and live out our greatness. That's the goal. But in the process, we should not flee from failure. 
Because if we flee from failure, we're avoiding massive lessons that can actually help us. And as you know, as we've mentioned before, strategy is a defined number of steps that will allow you to get to your breakthrough moment. And so it may be that you're five steps away, but when failure knocks at the door, or better yet, when failure knocks you down, the ability to get back up and believe in the vision of success and believe that you can still keep growing is a lesson we have to learn. There's a famous quote of Mike Tyson that says everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And the truth is that oftentimes life will punch you in the face. Disappointment will punch you in the face. Naysayers will punch you in the face. All of these doubts will creep in. And if you let it, it'll punch you in the face. You got to remember to bob and weave, bob and weave. <laughs> but if indeed it knocks you on your rear end, if indeed that happens, how do you deal with failure is so important. It's important, it's massive, and it's crucial to self-confidence. So how do you deal with failure and how do you deal with maintaining confidence in that moment? I believe that failure is actually something that can benefit us because we can learn from it. In fact, failure, which is spelled F-A-I-L-U-R-E, is something that we can learn from. You see, F stands for freeze. In the word failure, F stands for freeze. This doesn't mean become, become frozen and don't do anything. This means stop right now. <laughs> It's too often we see individuals that fail and they want to keep walking as though failure did not arrive. Failure arrived. Freeze. Stop. Stop right now. Why? Should I not continue? No, no. You will. But in order for you to continue, first you have to freeze. You first have to stop. The second letter in the word failure is A, which is analyze. So now that you have stopped because of the failure that have come to your life, you now have to analyze, analyze the things that have taken place. Why am I here? What did I do incorrectly? When did I say yes when I was supposed to say no? When did I say no when I was supposed to say yes? When did I turn left when I was supposed to turn right? When did I turn right when I was supposed to turn left? What happened? Why am I here? Actually analyze your steps. Too often we see individuals that want to blame everyone else. It's my mammy's fault. It's my pappy's fault. It's the sun in my eyes fault. No, take some responsibility and analyze what's happening. And once you have begun analyzing, start to internalize what's happening. It's not enough to just say, okay, I see it, what happened. You now have to internalize it. Really get the taste of failure in your mouth. Let it sit on your palate for a little bit. Really feel the fact that failure has arrived and it's knocked you down. Feel this moment. Too often, people want to act as though nothing is happening and they want to ignore and keep walking. This is a moment for you to internalize. Okay, I know that I have failed. I know that I should have gone right. When I went left, I knew I should have pivoted, but I did not. It feels bad. It tastes bad. It smells bad. By bad, I mean disgusting. By disgusting, I mean like food that's been left out of the refrigerator for days on a hot summer day. It stinks. It ain't no good. You've got to get this detailed and you've got to let that sit in. 
Because as you begin to internalize this, this should awaken in you the desire to continue forward. So you freeze, you analyze, you internalize, and then you learn. You learn from exactly what happened. You learn. Because as you learn, then you're able to understand. As you learn exactly what happened. And this part of learning may require you engaging in conversation with other individuals. May require you going back to the drawing board. Reading, watching video, watching talks, talking to people, find a mentor, a coach, uh, do something that can actually help you gather further information on, okay, I understand I should have gone right instead of going left. I should have said no instead of saying yes. But exactly what do I do now from here, from where I am? Because if strategy is a defined number of steps to get you to your breakthrough moment and you are five steps away, it's possible that failure knocked you three steps back so now you have to learn how do I move from where I am really understand how do I move from where I am this would also force you to recalculate it's not enough to analyze it's not enough to be able to say okay should have gone left but I went right all right let's go at it again no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> All right, you did good because you froze, you, you analyzed, but now you have to internalize. Taste that loss. Taste that failure. Feel that failure. Because that's actually going to help you. That's going to become fuel. Now I'll go ahead and learn. How do I move beyond where I am? How do I move beyond that hurdle? Because some hurdles in life are like a test. You're going to keep facing them until you pass them. Then you've got to understand exactly what needs to happen, and then you recalculate. All right, I'm ready. I'm primed for success. And now you execute. That is how you face failure. Too often we see individuals that want to analyze and then execute. You ain't got nothing to execute yet. You need to go back and internalize. You need to go back and learn. You need to go back and understand. You need to go back and recalibrate before you can execute. This is appropriately how you deal with failure and still maintain self-confidence. Too often, individuals are on their journey to a breakthrough moment and something happens. Something comes out of their blind side and knocks them out. Some unforeseen circumstance that they did not account for takes place. And instead of them rising up like the phoenix out of the ashes, they just stay there. They just stay on the ground and you are too good, too great to stay on the ground, to stay on the canvas. Yes, indeed, everyone has a plan until they get knocked in the face. But the individual with a strategy is the one who gets right back up. The individual who understands what is their motive, the individual that has a fixed vision, not a fixed mindset, understands that come hella high water, I'm going to see my breakthrough and not a nothing, <laughs> not a nothing anyone can do to stop it. 
aim for more. Having listened to this episode, I know that you're ready to run through a brick wall. But the truth is that you need the strategy that's going to allow you to aim for more successfully. So if you're ready to take the next step, the next leap into that breakthrough moment, I want to encourage you to click in the link in the show notes because there you can set up a free 30-minute strategy session with me. It is imperative that you would set forth a strategy so that you can have your breakthrough moment, making this the greatest year, the greatest moment month, the greatest week, the greatest day, the greatest hour. And it all starts with this one second of you clicking on the link and setting up that 30 minute strategy session.